so they're all scattering back to Tommy Chong. He really holds the keys to this mystery. What's the rush, dudes? <laughs> we got time, man. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back. You know what time it is. It's that time again. It's time for you to kill a deli bird. It's time for us to kill a deli bird. The podcast where we go through the old uh, Pokemon anime. We take a look at the story. We compare it to some things. We do some objective ratings, and all the time, we just have a lot of fun. As per usual, I'm Kellen, one of the hosts of the podcast, and I'm joined today, as I always am, by Graham. Graham, how you doing? I'm doing good. You forgot to remind the audience that you're the Pokemon expert. I'm the guy who talks about other stuff, literature, manga, whatever, and just generally tries to have a good time. We combine the two like a a luxurious stew. Uh, I don't know if I'm the broth and you're the carrots or you're the beef and I'm the onions, but uh, we bring it together. And today I'm really excited because we got some extra seasoning for that stew. (gasps) Got a good friend of mine. We go way back. This is my friend, Ryan. Ryan, how you doing? Good, good. That's that's the worst question for me. How am I doing? Well, when I think about it, I'm on a podcast. This is new. It seems surreal. What's up? <laughs> I like that. I'm I like terrified. that. <laughs> so, Ryan, I know you'll have a fun perspective today, interesting perspective. Ryan's got a master's in philosophy, and he is a chess fanatic. Uh, don't remind me. Uh, yeah, I like chess. <laughs> I also, yeah, Kellen sometimes brings up my education in this podcast and I suddenly get self-conscious. I'm like, why oh, would yeah. you say you're, that? You're hitting me I'm, with all the hard ones here right off the bat, man. Jeez. I know. I'm talk- well, I keep I'm thinking talking you have a PhD. About- I know. That's even worse. It's like <laughs> a, I'm talking about cartoons on the internet. Why yeah. would you bring that up? P- putting it putting it to use, right? Putting it to yeah, use. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> at least my degree is in film. It's at least somewhat related. Ah, that is true. So, Ryan, we brought you on today. We love to give people a chance to to pick the episodes they want to talk about. Maybe just a Pokemon they remembered from your youth. Mm-hmm. And you said, how about Snorlax? So, what is it about Snorlax that you remembered? Oh, man, what a blast to the past. You know, for me, actually, I don't even remember the episode of the Snorlax. I probably didn't see that, but... For me, probably one of the most memorable moments in the games was when I came across the Snorlax and just how hard he was to actually catch. I had to like get him down to like a sliver of HP and he just still wouldn't even go mm-hmm. in. I think I was and then I had to get a master ball. It was like impossible without the master ball. I don't know, just like I've been a little bit into Pokemon like in my adult life, you know, with the Pokemon Go and going to like card conventions. I've being into Yu-Gi-Oh, I've seen the Pokemon stuff here and there, but yeah, looking at the Snorlax just gives me warm, fuzzy feelings inside, you know? Oh, heck yeah. That's a great story. I relate to Snorlax a lot. I, if I if my life could just be sleep and eat, it'd be great. Oh, yeah, I learned a lot from the, the episode that we watched. But no, we have to pay taxes. <laughs> this literally man. only wakes up when he needs to eat. That's next level, That's bro. the life. That's, that's pretty next fucking level. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah. dope, yeah. What an existence. I- I'm imagining he's got a lot of crazy dreams, really. Oh, it's man. like your whole existence is like dreaming. I can't imagine. It's on- Honestly, I feel like Snorlax's existence has got to be something next level. Probably when he wakes up, that's what dreaming is for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, because most of his life <laughs> is the real world. Yeah, he- he's doing a serious inception. Crazy. Yeah, next Inception. They should make an Inception 2 that has features <laughs> of Snorlax. Two, yeah, <laughs> starring Snorlax. 
Right. It's we like this is admit. like the densest yeah, dream like, world ever. It's got the most have, detail. So I, I know that you like chess, Ryan. So I, I mm. you're and you're not that familiar with the podcast. So I'm gonna fill you in. Every week I, I like to do a, a thing here where I either imagine or do some research about what other podcasts could be, are, exist, don't, should mm. exist, should not exist hypotheticals around podcasts and wordplay. So I started thinking in the chess board, what if the chess pieces had their own podcasts? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Okay. So the first podcast I thought of life in a Ponzi scheme. That's the Ponzi podcast. Ooh. All about being totally ruled by the upper class life in a Ponzi scheme. Okay. How about this one? Turning L's to W's, a knight's tale. You know, because they're moving an L. <laughs> wow, actually, that's great. The W, yeah, you got to remember that W pattern to do, remember your bishop and knight checkmate. Oh, oh, hell yeah, it worked on other levels. <laughs> yeah. I just meant turning losses to <laughs> you, wins. <laughs> you, you must have figured out that bishop and knight checkmate recently, haven't you? You know, I do a lot of the Lee chess puzzles. They're pretty fun. Yeah, no, nobody knows how to do this one. It's okay. Oh, oh that's next level. Yeah, no, it's it's a waste of time. It'll never happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Ryan's Ryan's really good at chess, and I am a, an absolute slob. But uh, it, it's an interesting game. I do like it. Okay, so here next up, the bishops. They're they're weirdo freaks, really. Like the bishops are weird. They have a podcast called Bisectioned Interdimensional Strikers Handling Orders Perpetually. It spells bishops. Wow. I like to think of the bishops as interdimensional <laughs> because, like. They never meet. One's on oh the white plane. Gosh. One's on the black plane. <laughs> <laughs> they live their lives. That's, like, that's a good observation. Like People, shadows to each other. That's one of the other. first things you got to learn about the bishops. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that they can't talk. One's white. Exactly. They can't even see each other. What are they doing? Crazy shit. Holy moly. Now, it's like their alter ego in another dimension that's mirroring them. Yeah, one should have a little goatee. <laughs> that's how we remember them. <laughs> From the dark timeline. Exactly. The dark timeline bishop. <laughs> So the Rooks, everyone loves the Rooks. They do a podcast called From Princess Peach to Dracula, Behind the Scenes with Famous Castle Enthusiasts. <clears throat> because they are castles. You get it? Do you get it? Do you guys get it? <laughs> so, <laughs> unfortunately, Did you, did you yes, make these up or are these, are these from somewhere? These are real podcasts. These are real podcasts? Oh, my oh. God, they're real. I thought you they're were just so real. being creative. I was going to commend you wow wow thank you. i mean i mean not thank you i mean yeah they're real give uh, me ideas for my <laughs> spare time <laughs> now we've worked our way up to the queen with oh, her beautiful boy. podcast eight ways to kill because she moves eight ways interviews with octopuses doc ock shiva <laughs> a spider and other multi-armed <laughs> characters i don't know that, and that's Goro a real podcast. from mortal Kombat. <laughs> Wow. Yes, this is a real podcast, Ryan, where the queen from the chessboard interviews Doc Ock. <laughs> I have not heard of it, but it sounds yeah, interesting. It's a banger. It's a banger. And finally, all the way at the top, King Me chats with fragile alpha males. Oh my. That's checkers, though. Fragile alpha males. Well, is it? I mean, the king is so interesting because he's just like the flaccid penis of the chessboard. It, you know, very important, but awfully soft and weak. Yeah. 
All right, so that's my that's my bit for now. <laughs> Kellen, Kellen, where are we at? How you doing? Let's let's talk some Pokemon, shall let's we? Let's talk some Pokemon. What are we reviewing this week? Today we are looking at episode forty-two, the battling Eevee brothers, and episode forty-three, wake up, Snorlax. Hell yeah! Let's jump into it. Episode forty-two, battling Eevee brothers, the gang. As usual, are journeying through a forest where they see a, a sweet little abandoned Eevee leashed to a tree. Yeah, Brock Seems points to have out abandoned. that he's abandoned, um, but he's also tied up and and ha- has a collar and uh, you know food, food and, and stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> Brock is like the smartest idiot ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Eevee, if you don't know, is this adorable little dog guy, and we love Eevee. Yeah, he's a, little, yeah. he's a little dog, right? Oh. He's a little puppy. Oh, don't start asking what animals they actually are, because we'll is be that a whole that can of worms? Oh, man, yeah, is it a dog? <laughs> I think they are closest to <laughs> dogs than anything else. But yeah, no, they're not quite dogs. They just look like <laughs> little pups, and I love them, and everyone loves Eevee. Yeah. And if you don't love Eevee, uh, turn this podcast off. We don't want you here. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a runner-up for one of the cutest Pokemon of all time, for the best. sure. Yeah, Eevee and Pikachu are like the uh, graphically designed mascot Pokemon, really. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They work as logos as well as they do as creatures. Right. I mean, they were literally the faces of the Let's Go games. Exactly. Yeah, so. they're like, Pokemon are brand. What's the difference? Exactly. Precisely. So they find a uh, an address on this Eevee's tag. It leads them to Stone Town at the foot of Evolution Mountain, which... Two more locations that uh, not in the games are anime exclusive. And very on the nose names here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very much so. And I mean, I feel like all of them are. Remember Gringy City? I love Gringy City, <laughs> a.k.a. Hamilton, <laughs> Hamilton, Ontario. Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> so on the way there, Ash decides to learn all about Eevee's evolutions or the Eeveelutions, if you will. There's Flareon, there's Jolteon, there's Vaporeon, a fire type, an electric type, a water type. All great Pokemon. We love them all. Everyone loves the evolutions. Yeah, we sh- we should talk about these things for a second. So, Eevee, the evolution Pokemon. What a title! <laughs> I didn't even realize that the name is related to evolution. <laughs> do you think that has anything to do with Eevee evolution? E V evolution. I think so. Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just the letters E and V, but sounded out. I think it means something. Yeah. What does it mean? Roll with it. Oh, you know, Eevee can uh, transform or evolve into three different types. So there's something like special about Eevee. Like, like that's her special thing is that she can evolve into uh, three choices, which is kind of unique compared to all the other Pokemon, isn't it? Yeah, totally, totally. It's it's a creature of, of potential. And there's something beautiful in the Eevee. Uh, as it just exists because because of that potential you're like you, you're so many things at once and 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 yet you're none of them at the same time schrodinger's eevee i think it's a i think eevee itself is a metaphor for mortality and how we only have one life <laughs> wow and we reflect on the people we could be and the people we are and the people we aren't i think that eevee oh is a my. metaphor for Cute doggies. Well, that too. 
<laughs> I don't know if you know what a metaphor is, but <laughs> I'm very I took grade nine English. Oh, nice. Thank you very much. I mean, I guess that's nice. Is that nice? <laughs> it's required. English <laughs> in high school is quite the experience. Mm-hmm. So you wanted so the, to talk about these evolutions. I want to talk about the three evolutions. You got one that's fiery, one that's water, and kind of like a mermaid dog, mm. and uh, one that's like a spiky lightning freak. And they're all awesome. Do you have a favorite? Flareon. Okay, Ryan, do you have a favorite? I'd say Vaporeon. Oh, shit. Then I just have to pick Jolteon. Yes, you do. It's required. <laughs> I would probably go with Vaporeon, too, though, just because of how it looks. Like, it's like a monstrous kind of cool design. I can yeah, make I don't a, know uh, how to pick one, but yeah. I can make a really disgusting joke about Vaporeon that's really overdone, but I'm going to decide not to. I am incapable of changing your mind. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. At all? Graham? I'm intentionally leaving a bunch of white noise here because <laughs> I think it would be funnier if you, <laughs> if you just pause. Uh, I actually don't know what you're talking about. Something with wetness? <laughs> I, I'm trying to be gross. There's a whole d- gross copy pasta. It's pr- oh, probably a people who want to fuck Vaporeon. Oh, exactly. There. There's a whole copy pasta about how Vaporeon is the uh, the most compatible for oh. male Pokemon female or male human female Pokemon breeding. And it's gross. Oh, really? That like, sounds of gross. all Pokemon? Yeah, apparently. Oh, <laughs> uh, I had a few other picks. I mean <laughs> yeah, you would think oh the human like Pokemon would be the uh the number ones, but no, it's Vaporeon. Not Mr. Hey, I, I think I know a few people that could get it on with Machop. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Machamp. whole Machop line. Machamp's yeah. got four arms. You can really throw you around, huh? Oh yeah. Oh, Machamp could be in the Queen's uh, Actually, uh, interview podcast. I watched, I watched Machamp versus uh, Goro from Mortal Kombat. Guess who won? Machamp. Well, probably Goro. He like, ripped out his spine or something. Uh, it was Machamp. Hell yeah. Whoa, what a yeah. twist. No, appara- <laughs> apparently he can like punch like a, as strong as an asteroid or something stupid like that when he gets super mad. I don't know. <laughs> I love dumb comic book stuff like that. Yeah, because yeah, you're like, gonna get some cartoon story, but like, well, we have this episode of that time that uh, a mad champ like punched the moon or something, <laughs> and then suddenly now he's just <laughs> completely over the top. Well, I'm glad we established our three favorites. Uh, Misty has a clear favorite. She wants a Vaporeon. Mm. Says if you really want something, just go for it. She's ready to steal the Eevee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is he was he referring to like uh? You know, that had to be an innuendo. Which, did she have, like, a crush on Brock or something? Like, are you saying that what? Misty is an apologist and a perpetrator of rape culture in America? Uh, I'm sorry, how did we get here? <laughs> well, because Graham used a quote from, from the episode where he said, if you want some, really want something, you have to uh, try and get it or go for it, right? So I thought she was, when I saw that in the move, uh, the video, I thought she was trying to give Brock a tip to, like... Uh, uh, ask her out or something. Oh, they're like little kids. I... <laughs> <laughs> Misty's ten years old. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's what they were going for. Yeah, I know, but like sometimes they put adult jokes. So I was looking for that in Pokemon. I totally think it <laughs> oh, was there, adult. There joke. are lots of adult jokes. Yeah, and I think there's one in the next episode actually. That's kind of I don't remember now. 
but they're definitely adult jokes. But I don't think that one was. <laughs> just Misty's kind of skewed uh, morality. So you sometimes. think that, that line was stated with no implication about a I think she was talking about stealing. <laughs> yeah, she just wants a Vaporeon. Yeah. Really? So there was <laughs> yes. no double meaning to that one. Wow, I think okay. it's quite no. surface level. <laughs> I Holy. think it's surface level, really, too. Really? It even did, like, a little thing on her face, you know, like uh, the anime. Because she just loves water Pokemon. Oh, wow. You guys are full-blown on the Pokemon. You guys think it's just so, <laughs> so pristine and, and innocent. Wow. Wait, whose podcast is this? I feel like you're interviewing us right now. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was just commenting on my thoughts. No, I'm, I, just, I'm just that, joking. I'm when just she joking. said that, I literally twisted my head. I was like, okay. Damn, Misty. Yeah. So, I'm anyway. you and 10-year-old. The gang stumble across a garden party at this address on the Eevee's tag uh, with a bunch of rich folk and a bunch of Pokemon that evolve with stones only. They're having an evolution party. Yeah, they're just, this is like a big weird rich people thing in mm-hmm. this uh, in this world where instead of getting together and uh, I don't know what rich people do in real life. Just drink cocktails, uh, hunt humans for sport, whatever. Uh, they mostly well, just... Yeah, I think it was pretty accurate. They pretty much just try and act like they're better than everybody. Yeah. 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 By by evolving by forcing evolution on their Pokemon. Non-consensual evolution. <laughs> so Team Rocket are spying. They want to capture all of these evolved Pokemon. Surprise, surprise. Team Rocket is is spying with their binoculars. Uh. And then we go back to the party. We see these uh these three guys with really weird hair. And oh, they, these, uh, these dudes are a lot. Oh, wow. <laughs> they thank the gang for finding Eevee, which is apparently the star of the show. Yeah, so one's one's red, one's yellow or orange, and one's blue. And they they are all wearing these like leotards, and they have like again with the accents in this show, they have these like weird, vaguely East Coast accents. I don't even know what they're going for. Yeah, they're weird. They were full blown. They, they were full blown on their Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, have you ever met guys like this they, in real life? They looked. Right? They looked more like the Pokemon, and and the Pokemon were the trainers. <laughs> That's kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's training who? Their hair are all designed after the Pokemon they have, which are Flareon, Vaporeon, and Jolteon. So each of them is designed after one. Their names are uh, Rainer, uh, Pyro, and Sparky. Wow. Did, are they given names in the episode? Uh, I, I, I noted. That. I noted two of them are. I think yeah, Rainer and Pyro are mentioned by name. I, I don't remember if Sparky is mentioned by name, but that is his name. And we can also just guess that's his name too, right? Yeah. <laughs> and fun fact. Fun fact about these three in uh, in Pokemon Go, if you name an Eevee Rainer, Pyro, or Sparky, uh, it will evolve into its respective evolution. Oh wow! Guaranteed oh, wow. only once, though you can only use that trip once. But so that's good, oh yeah, uh, I think that's where that, that little Easter egg came from. I I collected a few EVs on Pokemon mm-hmm. Go. There you go, nice, nice. This is the origin. These <laughs> three fine gentlemen <laughs> and their so, Leo tarts. <laughs> they call in little Mikey, their little brother Mikey, and the the Eevee is his, and he seems quite upset with the gang for finding and bringing Eevee back to the party. Yeah, poor Mikey. Really, uh, we know there's a mystery here right away because he's kind of like, "Well, why'd you bring Evie back?" Yeah, he seems he's upset about it, and uh, we we start to understand why pretty soon because the uh, the three brothers start hounding Mikey about evolving his Evie 
but Mikey doesn't care about battling. He just wants he just wants to be with his Eevee, but his uh, his three brothers are pressuring him into uh, deciding what to evolve Eevee into. Yeah, so these brothers are so obsessed with battling. They're like weird car bros who just <laughs> like are trying to push their hobby on Mikey. Uh, Mikey's like, I like singing or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then they do like a little commercial to advertise each evolution, which I loved. Right. Like, this yeah, is Jolteon. It takes fast and shoots lightning and blah, blah, blah. I didn't write right. any of them sprays, down. It sprays needles from its fur. They really sold me on Vaporeon, though. There, it just basically turns into water. Yeah. Vaporeon melts cool. into the water. Yeah. yeah Vaporeon. That, like, like, literally? That's this. Vaporeon in, in Pokemon lore can camouflage itself into the water. So is it just camouflage or does it actually turn into water? I think it is just camouflage. Uh, I think okay. it becomes water. I'll like the like the guy entries. from the from uh, X Men that yeah. had his his mutation was like turned into water and he died. <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a, a Spider Man villain like that too. Yeah, but usually your mutation shouldn't just like straight up kill you. <laughs> but yeah. oh, it just killed him. No, for real, he was like a being a I don't know experimented on, and then he just started like transforming into water, and then he just like poured down the drain and he was gone. Oh, from one of the original X-Men movies? Well, yeah, I think they were trying to uh, artificially create a mutant is what they were trying to do. Mm, so it didn't work very right. good. Uh, yeah. Right. But yeah, so basically Vaporeon can do that and then still reform if she can actually turn into water, which is pretty dope. That's pretty badass stuff. According to Pokemon Yellow, Dex Entry, its cell structure is similar to water molecules. It will melt away and become invisible in water. Wow. Said melt, said melt. Yo. <laughs> That's pretty intense. So it should be Man, straight up immune to water attacks, but I bet it's not. Uh, it gets water absorbed as an ability. Yeah, I know, but like, oh, so, okay, oh, water. So yeah, kind of. Hmm. Come Gen 3. Does, does that make it heal? Yeah, it absorbs water. Wow. Hence oh, water fuck absorbed. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, Flareon. Uh, I, I don't remember exactly how they word it, but they do mention its internal fire sack, <laughs> which oh. is how it makes flames. <laughs> I could see that being like poached by criminals. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> after the fire sack. It's like power your house with the uh, with the Flareon fire sack. It's like a like a high efficiency <laughs> furnace. <laughs> then they get outlawed in most oh, countries. Man. Yeah, it's a shame. Flareon's my favorite, but it has consistently for a long time been one of, if not the worst, evolution from a gameplay perspective, unfortunately. Yeah, fire sack just ain't enough, eh? Yeah. Like, what is a fire sack? It's like a ball sack, right? But like a well, flame. <laughs> I did watch a documentary on how dragons could have existed and breathed fire, and they explained biologically how that could be possible. Oh, nice. What's so, the documentary called? Bogus dragon fire breathing documentary <laughs> <laughs> on Netflix. I don't know. I watched it in the nineties, man. You can see anything in the nineties. <laughs> That's true. We uh, cite our sources here on Tequila Deli Bird. <laughs> Sorry about that. I make up half a month. <laughs> Citing our sources, the nineties. <laughs> so, so Team Rocket's busting in, right? Yeah, they uh they threw the party for Mikey and his Eevee. They they even tell Ash that you know, you're gonna evolve your Pikachu someday, aren't you? And they, mm. Like no, fuck you. I remember that, 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 that being a huge theme that yeah. uh, Pikachu is not gonna evolve. That was like a huge thing, right? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a huge theme. Yeah, we covered that episode previously, and this is this is really part two of of that theme of like being true to yourself and that sort of thing, and and what evolution means. Like, is it always a consensual art? And uh, these three Evie brothers, man, they sound like drug dealers. They're like, do you need a stone? Do you need a stone? <laughs> well, we got yeah. stones. Take a stone. It's great, man. Everybody's doing it. Get a grand stone. We need to cook, Rainer. <laughs> well, they're, they're exactly. totally full blown, as I like to say. Full blown, you know. Full blown. <laughs> so the, the, we, we learn about a magazine that they have. It's called Pokemon Friend. Brock is like super shocked about this. He's like, oh, my God. You have the latest issue of Pokemon Friend? I'm like, yeah, we used it to plan the party. What? Yeah, that was weird. What? <laughs> <laughs> if this is a common issue, is it a, a common uh, magazine? Is it weird that they have the latest issue? Yeah, I, mean- <laughs> I, don't, I don't get that at all. Or is that just supposed to show that they're like elite and rich? Like, wow, they, they have, can even buy magazines. They right? have a magazine they're subscription. probably Ooh. establishing how cool and superior they are. Yeah, through magazine subscriptions. <laughs> right. So they pressure That's 90s Brock. That's clout. They pressure Brock and Ash into evolving their Pokemon. They give them a, a Thunderstone, and they give Brock a Firestone to evolve Vulpix. And they're like, no, we like our Pokemon just the way they are. Never. Or, or isn't it just uh, they want to evolve the old-fashioned way, like through hard work and earning it or something? Well, when it comes to Pikachu and Vulpix, no amount of hard work is going to do it. It has to be a stone. <laughs> Yeah, they right. only evolve through stone, so it oh. is about it is about okay. choice in this sense. Yeah, huh. that's interesting. But neither Pikachu, of them want Pikachu to. Pikachu has force. to have a stone to evolve. Yep. Yep. Whoa. What about Magikarp? So, no, Magikarp evolves level twenty. Magikarp yeah. evolves when James kicks him. That too. But I heard <laughs> yeah. there was like a there was like a thing if you level up your Magikarp to like a higher level and then evolve it, it would have like a better power or something. Um, is that right? Learn. It might learn other moves later on, but I'm uh, not sure. Because I know people used to tell you, no, wait to evolve your Magikarp and it's going to be better. And it was so hard because leveling up a Magikarp sucks. So, so with, is- with some Pokemon, there's trade-offs between... Because you can delay an evolution, even if it's happening organically. Yeah. And with some Pokemon, there's trade-offs to doing that. Like, they might learn moves at different levels or something. I, like heard, I heard Magikarp to Gardos was, like, the big one. Like it had like That's huge- basically the trade-off, is that... Uh, if you if if you don't evolve a Pokemon immediately, it'll learn its new moves sooner than its evolution would. But looking back at Magikarp, at least in Gen One, no, it doesn't learn anything past level fifteen. So if if me, you were playing Gen Kellen. One, uh, I mean, there would be a bonus yeah. for it to be uh, Gardos at like no, if you, it no, wouldn't. you it were wouldn't. lied to. I'm sorry, I was lied so, to. Okay, well. <laughs> Kellen and I were talking the some point today i think about these like playground uh cheats and myths that would happen oh, yeah. with video games like that i feel like that when that might have been one so, some, so mm-hmm. somebody probably just told me to do that so i could like level my magic carp to like level 60 yeah can't to make you stuck with the magic carp for it, longer yeah. yeah it's because pokemon knowledge was playground clout so yeah. people would make shit up they would be like oh i got a mew my brother got me a mew it's under the truck. My, my brother's hardcore. Okay, but like, how, how, how could you, like, so have you actually leveled a uh, Magikarp to, like, say, level 60? No, but... So, so how can you be so sure that it didn't actually give Gardos <laughs> Because you just thing? looked it up. Because that's oh. not how the game works. <laughs> yeah, but it could have been an Easter egg, though. No, or something. We, we would know about that, that, that is, by that now. That is not an Easter egg. That's a mechanical <laughs> thing. Yeah, but That's the math, boy. Okay, well. 
So you looked it up. You just know. Okay. Shout us out in the comments if uh, <laughs> if you know anything about <laughs> Gyarados buffing up. We do like when people correct our mistakes. I actually do. <laughs> Any engagement is Well, I don't know. Like good. I said, I make up half of my uh, sor- uh, sources. So. <laughs> I like this idea of people come on the podcast and just spout random facts at us. And like make me have to try and defend myself with shit that I obviously yeah, know. Yeah, I like that too. You're like the king nerd. And yeah. people are trying to dethrone you. No, you can't evolve Dragonite into Yoshi. What are you talking about? <laughs> Kirby is not a Pokemon. My wife thought that Kirby was a Pokemon. Did you know that? A lot of people hey, confuse Kirby it and Jigglypuff. Like a Pokemon. It looks like a Pokemon. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> let's get back to the episode. Evolution is what Pokemon is all about. That's what these aggressive New York leotard freaks think. Misty, however, it, it, you know, she she went from wanting to steal Evie to um, actually being a, a pretty good force, pretty benevolent force in this episode. She's sharing food with uh, Mikey and Evie and, and really having a heart to heart with him about you know what he wants and and we're learning that he's feeling like he's forced uh that evie's forced to evolve but he has this connection with evie as an evie and and doesn't necessarily um, want that and and pikachu and evie themselves have a discussion which is really cute pikachu having gone through this kind of like relays uh, you know, potentially what was sort of traumatic with Pikachu, but also like then uh, enforces Pikachu's decision to the Eevee. Like, look, validates that what the Eevee's feeling is um, is normal. You missed the best part of this whole scene, though. Oh, what's that? When Misty tries to give Mikey food and Psyduck comes out and takes a sandwich and she clonks him on the head. Oh, yeah. oh shit, I did miss Classic that. Classic Psyduck. Psyduck. Yeah, yeah. Classic. So, so what I noticed is Misty actually like punched like five people throughout these two episodes yeah she, she physically abuses <laughs> she quite literally a, just quite a like lot. clobbers like four people <laughs> and i and i liked thinking about it as like as she's uh you know stands in relation to uh the rocket female she like is physical and smacks people too but when she does it it's like clearly like evil and then when misty does it it's just like playful and funny i thought mm-hmm. that was interesting oh that is interesting yeah and what is what is the line I know, so I was wondering smack. what the line is. Like, uh, the the rocket female was just, like, so evil and basically did the exact same thing that Misty was doing. That poor Psyduck man. And all, all women, of course, in a 90s cartoon are overly emotional, right? right? And can't control themselves. So, yeah, Misty <laughs> has that heart-to-heart with Mikey about it all. Uh, he reveals that he, he just left Evie out in the forest for a day. That's why he was leashed up and had food and water. He just wanted to get Evie away for the day so that he could avoid this whole evolution schism and whatnot. And then she, like, mom talks him. Mom talks to him about how, like, oh, you can't yeah. do that. You can't run away from your problems, you little shit. <laughs> yeah, she just tells him that that's not going to fix anything. And ultimately, you're going to have to tackle it head on. And Brock and uh, Ash are still trying to get through to uh, the three brothers but that maybe they're wrong. Maybe they don't know everything, but uh, they're still pressuring Mikey into evolving Eevee. Misty like, encourages him. Of course we him. know everything. Okay. Look at our Leotards. Can I, can I ask a question, though? Of course. Why, why doesn't Pikachu evolve? What was the reason? He just doesn't well, want to. I compared him to Anne of Green Gables. 
and that when she came to the the adopted home you know they wanted a son and they wanted to push her into different roles and she wanted to be herself and forge her own path and i think that is what pikachu was going through the evolution is like a social construct also a social expectation and pikachu is saying i like myself the way i am right now yeah misty encourages him to to do what's in his heart and tell the brothers that he doesn't want to evolve Eevee. And just as he's about to do it, Team Rocket flies in because we can't let it. We can't have any good things in this show. We can't let we can't let a story like wrap up without them. Of course. And I, I like, you know, they start the typical chat and then this gets hilarious. So they've been talking earlier about not only wanting to steal Pokemon, but wanting to steal the stones and wanting to steal food. And midway through their chat, they just start chowing down on lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought they did a great job the you know the smoke came and they acted yeah. all aloof and suddenly everything was gone i was like yo that wasn't mm-hmm. the team rocket i remember they were extremely competent there <laughs> how did they do it that? actually it worked for a while yeah this, this is actually the furthest they get with a scheme in the show so far oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't just but yeah they didn't just steal the, the pokemon and the stones they also did steal all the food and that's all something of one food. of the brothers is is really upset about. They're like, they took the Pokemon. They took the stones. They took the food. <laughs> These were Atlantic lobsters <laughs> shipped in. <laughs> but they, they took everything except Psyduck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Psyduck and, and they also break. didn't take Pidgeot. Well, so Pidgeot was in was in a, in, a, in the Pokeball. They didn't take any Pokemon in Pokeballs. I think uh, they just took Pokemon yeah. that were out uh, and about. Yeah, because Pidgeot came out, blew all the smoke away, and then everything was gone. Ash has Pidgeotto puncture the balloon that's that's flying off with all the Pokemon and everything, and it brings it down. But there's nothing in it. It was a ruse. <gasps> yeah, that's so that's there's two nothing. things yeah, Team Rocket were, did pretty well. Sleight of hand. Eh? Yeah, they're actually in a Jeep, and Team Rocket has the sickest vehicles, man. It's like the, when they have, like, a motorcycle or, like, the hang gliders. The like, Kangaskhan now, now mech. The, the Kangaskhan mech, that was hecka cool. Now their Jeep is just, whoo, it's like a fire truck red. Yeah, and they've got all of the Pokemon in cages. They're, they're trailing behind, and uh, we see Horsey leaving a little trail of ink. Clever Horsey. We love yeah, horsey. good old Horsey. This is also the first time we've seen Horsey in a long time. Is it correct? Since its mm. initial episode, yeah. <laughs> so that's like 20 episodes. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> so Team Rocket at uh, some lake or something, and they're they're eating all the food, and they're enjoying their victory meal, and they're going to evolve Eevee into something evil, but they can't decide <laughs> on which one to evolve Eevee into. One of them thinks Jolteon, one thinks Vaporeon, one thinks Flareon. So they decide what they're going to do, brilliant they're going to use all three stones at one time and that'll definitely make it turn into something really evil i read that lore speculation is that using multiple stones at the same time would result in like an accident probably it probably Um, is result in some sort of genetic mutation oh boy yeah but as far as we know this this hasn't actually been explored by i wanted to see them try it to be honest Oh, yeah. <laughs> Frank and Eevee. Like, they give yeah. birth to a new evolution that's, like, distorted and corrupt. Well, there, there were, like, new evolutions later, right? There's oh, yeah. eight now. Right, yeah. But, like, I mean, like, a, a really disgusting one. <laughs> like a, yeah, like it, a it, grafted it, limbs kind of one. <laughs> it's got to be something that represents trying too hard and then being horrible. <laughs> 
Oh, like a like when a celebrity has really weird looking Botox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just You're trying to preserve something that doesn't exist. Or just Rocket's own motivations of like being the champions of the world, but being so horrible at it. Probably because they're trying too hard, right? If this I thought from this movie, they actually looked like they could be competent people if they weren't just so moronic. Because clearly <laughs> they have the ability to uh yeah. do this amazing sleight of hand. Well, we've yeah. noted some careers they've uh masqueraded as in the past that they could definitely make a living off of if they decided they uh, didn't want to be criminals anymore like they could be beauty salon owners because like at a certain point if you're so good at being a criminal why not just like be (laughs) a normal person who that to something useful yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) what so there there was an episode we reviewed where they own a beauty salon and their scheme that episode doesn't even have to do with stealing pokemon their liter their scheme is literally just capitalism (laughs) they're they're running a successful business oh wow that's hilarious (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's like how I used to cheat for exams. Like the the night before, I would actually just read my notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great cheating. Yeah, scummy. <laughs> so before they can get the uh, the stones to evolve, Evie, the gang intercepts them again. Ash tries to have Squirtle do a water gun, but Psyduck interrupts them again. Good old Psyduck, we love yeah. Psyduck. He tries a little water gun, but it it doesn't do anything. He shoots it like a foot. Just waters the grass a little bit. <laughs> Psyduck's antics are so good, you'd think they would just stop the battle and have a laugh. And then go, I'll go off and have ice cream or something. <laughs> okay. Oh, can I ask something about Psyduck? This is going to sound... You, I already know what you guys are going to say. You're going to be like, hell no. But does Psyduck, <laughs> does Psyduck have a crush on Misty? I don't think so. <laughs> Damn, trying guys. To make I don't know, man. Sexual. That's what I thought, dude. I thought Psyduck had a thing for Misty, but okay. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? Okay, you know, I I can see where you're going with this because uh, is it at this point where he it's it's a little later where it might be the next episode where she smacks him and then he like blushes. That's yeah. the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. A big he literally blushed. I was like, episode. what was that blush? And then he keeps coming out at the wrong time. I think it's like he's trying to like win her favor or get her attention. He, right? he is. I don't I wouldn't call it romantic. Oh, okay. He is trying to win her favor as a pet though. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, I I guess I thought this cuz I saw him blush that one time. I wasn't sure what he was blushing at. I think he's deeper than he seems. He seems like such a doofus, but I think he he's trying to do something, man. That's I think he's just a doofus. <laughs> no, he sort of is. I I think that he's a uh, Have you ever heard of the Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord conspiracy yeah, yeah, yeah. theory? Yeah. All right, so uh, for those of you in the audience who don't know this, look that up on YouTube. There's very long explanations of this conspiracy theory that George Lucas had intended for Jar Jar Binks and the (laughs) Phantom Menace to actually be a Sith Lord. Yeah, I never just pretending to be the fool. I could see that with Psyduck. And he does have explosive parts, but you know when he really when Psyduck really shows up, it's more of a Gohan sort of situation where he's got that like latent potential kind of thing. Moments. He's not just yeah. Oh, wow. So when Psyduck's headache reaches a kind of a terminal level, oh, like when it I hits the really extreme yeah. levels, he unleashes these like ultimate psychic powers. Oh, and awesome. oh man, that sounds epic, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Legendary. Misty calls Jesse an old hag here, which makes right. Jesse oh, yeah. right. so pissed. Yeah, she yeah. shows off her own uh, fire sack oh, and mm-hmm. uh, gets the flames going. Right, and this mm-hmm. was interesting because I remember that insult, right? But then later at the end, 
Ash actually told Misty that she could be her his brother or something, and then she got upset about that and punched somebody. And they punched Ash. She yeah, likes to punch yeah. Ash. Yeah, yeah. She likes to punch Ash the most. <laughs> so they start another battle. Surprise, surprise, as, as per usual. Ash and Misty are going to fight, but the three brothers jump in. It's their brothers, Evie, in danger. They're going to save mm-hmm. Evie. Before this, the, the gang got all the other Pokemon free by this point. Nice. So Jolteon dodges a poison sting. Pin missiles are Bog Vaporeon. Protects itself from a sludge from wheezing with its acid armor. Disappearing into the water. And then goes for some tackle move. Yeah, that was then, sick. That was and sick. Team Rocket runs away. Flareon uses fire spin to trap them in. But Team Rocket's not going to give up. They're, they still got some fight left in them for some reason. Yeah, and then and then Misty takes it in her own hands, grabs Horsey, and just sprays Jesse in the <laughs> face with Horsey. Like a fucking squirt bottle. <laughs> she's she's really got it for Jesse right now. She's like, wow. fuck you, you, you old bitch. Old <laughs> hag, wow. So personal. And that makes them let go of Eevee. They drop Eevee, and Pikachu gives them a good shock. They're still not going to give up, though. Well, at that now, point, I was, I was shocked that Pokemons attacked the humans. I didn't even know that that was a thing. It happens every episode. Yeah, they actually, like, people go through situations every single episode that would kill any <laughs> non-cartoonified human. Right. Uh, I just Shocked, burnt, It's drowned. something I just didn't notice, because, like, I thought that for some reason Pokemon, like, couldn't affect humans, because that's when, uh, from the movie, when Mewtwo turned uh, Ash into stone, like that super spoiler epic sad alert. thing. Oh, yeah, spoilers. Oh, you might want to add a spoiler before there, but I, I assumed everybody's seen that. <laughs> it's okay. But anyways, yeah, yeah th- I thought that was like super unique because I thought like Pokemon couldn't use their powers on humans for some reason. But okay, maybe not. Like, totally yeah, they just not. tend not to. But yeah. t- Team Rocket gets the the brunt of most of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And they're also the most cartoonish, so they just like Looney Tunes the attacks yeah. <laughs> out of themselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So Mikey pulls himself together. He's gonna take on Team Rocket with his Eevee. In this, the last bit, he has Eevee use takedown, and then before takedown connects, he tells Eevee to use a rage tackle attack. That's not a thing. It's rage nope. or it's tackle. It's not rage tackle. Well, he Mikey. names like three attacks. He's yeah. like, takedown, rage, tackle. He switches <laughs> wow. his move like twice. No wonder he's not a trainer yet. He doesn't yeah, know what shit. a shit trainer. Oh, well, man. We, we do Fuck. know Mikey hasn't been interested in battling at all, so maybe yeah, this is realistic. So <laughs> what, what move did Eevee choose then? Well, he told Eevee to use Rage Tackle Attack, uh-huh. and that's what that's what Eevee hit it with, hit them with, but, but, but Rage but is, Tackle is not, not a, a thing. It would just be Tackle. Mikey just Tackle. So, so yeah. Eevee just used Tackle. Yeah, and somehow that sent them blasting off again. Well, I think this was really like a situation of when somebody else like is trying to open a jar of pickles for a long time yeah. <laughs> and they're not getting anywhere. And then someone else tries and it's he like, wow, well, you, you, you loosened it. It's kind of like that. I think the brothers mostly kicked the shit out of the Weezing and the Arbok and then the, uh, oh. the Eevee finished them off. Oh, wow. Okay. So Mikey finally tells the guys he is not going to evolve Eevee. He's going to be an Eevee trainer. And this is the point where I realized like the brothers have hair that looks like their evolutions. So does Mikey. Mikey's hair looks like the little furl around Eevee's neck. 
Yeah, that should have been a sign. Yeah. Should have been, they're not very self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, the brothers are surprisingly understanding. They're like, you just should have told us that. Oh, yeah, no, you, right? You were being such oh, they, dicks about they it. They changed their tune so quickly. Wow. They had to make the like uh, Misty's recommendation go well because kids might actually listen to Misty. Oh, you just need to have to tell them how you feel and then everything will be good. Then it'll be wrapped up in yeah. like a minute. So they go back to the party. To celebrate, Mikey gives Misty a flower to thank her. It's very wholesome, very sweet. Yep, friends forever. And then Misty wonders what it's like to have brothers. And Nash tells him, well, you could pass for my brother. And she hits him. And then Brock hits with the uh, grasshopper have little sense, but big mouth. <laughs> Which was not a line I was expecting, but I, I was here for it. <laughs> there was so much... Uh wisdom packed into this episode i think i was like wondering is every episode like this just like a? I I think you pull more wisdom out of episodes and i'm glad to have you on board oh because of that it actually makes some of my job quite easy it, it so literally, go, like i just saw so many <laughs> things in this episode i think we've discussed themes quite a bit i will do so at the end of every episode ryan i do a, a quick literary hour we call oh. it which is actually just 30 seconds uh comparing it to to literature so this definitely is part two of the themes we saw in the lieutenant surge episode with pikachu choosing not to be involved uh, evolved it's all about courage to follow mm. your own path past i brought up anne of green gables i think the movie legally blonde is actually applicable here <laughs> where a uh, lawyer l woods goes to harvard and does not succumb to the pressures to be what the other students think of is uh, the standard harvard student she does it her own way forges a path i think that's kind of similar i also like to think of the evies as something with infinite potential in itself and a metaphor for how we as we grow up we choose to be different things and leave behind the things we aren't which is like robert frost's classic poem the road not taken all about thinking and contemplating about the choices we don't make as much as the choices that we do Anything to add? <laughs> well, you know, now that you said that, I guess I've been thinking about some of the EVs that I caught in my time on Pokemon Go, and I can say I had a really nice one one time, and I just didn't want to evolve it. And I think that the the reason Typical why Mikey, I, the reason why I didn't want to evolve it is because no matter which evolution I chose, you then have a lost opportunity of all the other things that it could have been, right? But if you leave it as Eevee, then there's still a possibility that it can be all of them. So in some sense, the Eevee pre-evolution is all of them. Whereas if you evolve into another one, then it's for sure necessarily can never be any of the other one. Like I said, Schrodinger's Eevee. Yeah, something so like that. True. So, if so true. So if your Eevee was perfect, like it had perfect stats... And then, okay, if you evolved it into one of your favorite ones, it's not going to have the perfect stats anymore. You'll probably have very good stats, but I think I would just prefer to keep it as Eevee, right? No, it'll still have its perfect stats. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. That's, that's, that's how individual values work. Yeah. A yeah. Pokemon mathematician <laughs> disproving <laughs> well, things well, again. No, but then I think my reason for not evolving it was still... Was still uh, relevant right yeah because, i mean yeah you don't want to evolve them fucking they, they are different want. they have different moves and stuff so. yeah. yeah but perfect stats are perfect stats evolving it doesn't, doesn't change that. right right so, we so missed, let's get to our, our oh sorry go ahead Kim. we did we missed the best part of the episode 
What? You jump to the literary too fast. Psyduck sets up a photo timer on a camera, and he goes to run into the picture, and he trips and falls. Aww. What? It's the best part of the episode. Poor Psyduck. Classic Psyduck. All right, I, let's I write it. That. So at the end of every episode, we do the four pour, the plastic ping pong picture of objective ratings, where we draw two randomly selected categories. We will rank the episode based on those categories. These are random. We do not know which ones are selected ahead of time. Let's hear what we're ranking them on, Kellen. First category for the Battling Eevee Brothers will be uh, anime mom energy. I think that's applicable, very applicable, because of Misty's (laughs) talk with Mikey. Wow. Mm. She's not a good anime mommy, if you know what I mean. Well, she still she has that. It's a very mom talk. It's it's a it mom totally talk. Mom talk, yeah. It's a mom talk. As a proponent of the anime moms, though, that isn't what I am going for. <laughs> <laughs> talk about anime milfs. Oh Ryan. my god. <laughs> oh, dude, Ash's mom. Ash is like ten years old, so that means Ash's mom is like thirty. Okay. And Maybe, as a kid, you're like, oh, she's the mom. But now watching it, I'm like, oh, she's the mummy. Oh, she's the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't recall Ash's mom at all. Oh, she's hot. Ooh. Better and than she packs clean underwear. Well, I'm giving it a seven. Ah, uh, two. Right. So you're, you're asking me to rate this. Rate the rate anime, the mom, anime energy. mom energy of the episode. Anime bomb energy. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with like four. It was kind of more like a big sister wisdom or something. But like, I felt like her her story or her wisdom was a little bit naive. And it required a little bit of a contrived plot line to make the three brothers all of a sudden just like, oh, yeah, that's OK. That's great. And they're just super understanding for like no apparent reason, <laughs> especially given how like they're just full blown and obsessed about being the best possible, uh, I don't know, bonehead. <laughs> yeah, they flipped like pancakes. Oh yeah, they flipped like a complete pancake, right? I think it was contrived, but okay. Well, four, seven, four, two, and four average for four point three three repeating, of course. <laughs> repeating, of course. Of course. <laughs> and category number two will be the variety of Pokemon. Oh, strong. Not we bad. see a Ooh. lot of Pokemon. We yeah. see like there's like a bunch of random Pokemon in there. Every too, like stone a, evolution a except for every sto- Arcanine. Oh. Mm-hmm. 10 10 that's yeah. a peak variety episode i mean there are uh moments in pokemon where i've seen more pokemon so i'll, I'll give it a nine i wouldn't say it's <laughs> like like a 10 is in the paradigm i would say nine is in like as oh, good as fair. as good as it's gonna get yeah i was thinking eight because there's a lot shown but there are still still not a lot featured there there's a good okay. amount featured but the rest of them are just in the background still so eight, eight, nine, eight, ten, that's a nine. Nine. Mm-hmm. Which is nine average with four point three repeating is oh yeah that's what I do I got very confused for some reason on my spreadsheet forgot that this was all the same episode six point six six repeating repeating of course so it's evil it's an evil episode six 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 wow oh, number ah. of the Pokemon <laughs> all right let's move into the second episode of today it is wake up Snorlax. Yeah, here we go. Snorlax, your boy, coming at you. What an episode this <laughs> oh, yeah. is. Snorlax would be a gangster, wouldn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he doesn't wear a fedora, to be honest. Milady. Uh, I could I could see him pulling off chains, some bling. Oh, yeah. And rings. Oh, my God. Thug Life <laughs> compilation, Snorlax. 
<laughs> Thug Life Snorlax. Let's see it. Get the yeah. fan art. I'm writing it down. <laughs> so we open this episode. The gang are on a path again, as usual. Just some random ass road. Uh, the, the narrator says, ever vigilant Pikachu keeps a watch out for trouble, but he's asleep. Adorable. Pikachu. Yeah, he's just sleeping on the backpack. And they come across some some old hippie man sitting on a rock. And I love this guy. This guy's great. Yeah, so they find Tommy Chong uh, <laughs> s- sitting on a rock, uh, playing music, saying groovy. <laughs> groovy. And the uh, the flute music wakes Pikachu up, which remember that foreshadowing. That's foreshadowing, baby. Ooh. And our hippie's flute is, is pretty iconic looking. We'll find out later. It's called a polka flute, but it, it's basically a flute with a pokeball uh, on it. I don't know. It, look, it has the symbol of a pokeball. Mm-hmm. He asks for food now that they've listened to his music. So uh, not he's, even he's a also sandwich, a scammer. Man. He's a scammer. <laughs> <laughs> not even. He's just a an sandwich. artist, man. How dare you use a label like that, man? <laughs> but they don't have any food, so he shoes them away. They, not even a cookie. A cookie. E- we don't even oh, have yeah. a crumbs. I like that line. <laughs> not even a cookie. They're all starving, but there's a town up ahead. They're gonna go to that town and they go back to the old man. Team Rockets also met the guy. He, uh, he tries to get food out of them, too. Yeah, Meow's like, you should be begging for music lessons. Oh, got him. Wow. <laughs> Just so, burning. Bad vibes, man. Bad vibes. In the town, <laughs> the gang stops at a, a store that just has bread on it. So I believe the store is called Bread. <laughs> there is no bread at bread. They, you know, there's, bread a is barbecue, bread. there's a barbecue place I've been to called Meat. <laughs> oh, yeah. kind of has similar energy. Beautiful. Do they have meat? Because bread doesn't have bread. Did meat have meat? Uh, yeah, every time I've been there, they've had meat. That's good. That's good. <laughs> if they did it, that would be that'd be wild. Because bread not having bread kind of defeats the purpose of, of bread. There's also no vegetables. There's no ingredients. Nothing in town. The entire town is completely wiped out of food. And some guy with a cane comes wandered up to the game. We learn that this is the mayor. He takes him back to his house to eat, where he's hoarding all the bread, apparently. Of course, the mayor has all the bread while all the French chefs in town uh, suffer. He's like, the river dried up a while ago. We don't have any food. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. You guys can keep eating. We have lots of reserves in in our basement or whatever. It's like the timing of this all is a little bit weird. So we find out it's been two weeks that the river has been clogged for. Um, uh, so how exactly that d- affects their food situation is kind of unclear. You th- you think it would affect their water situation quicker than their food situation. Well, it killed the crops. They didn't have any water for the crops. But yeah, I don't know how yeah, that kills like, the food but situation. Like you're not in two turning weeks. around food that quickly yeah. unless it's just like unless it's just har- it was like harvest. Season. I don't know. I don't quite get it. <laughs> well, uh, whatever. <laughs> so yeah. Brock has this beautiful, fantastic idea that no one has thought of yet. They're going to go find what the problem is. Yeah, Brock's such uh-huh. a good detective. He's like, you can't grow anything without water. So true, Brock. You can't trust the adults in this show to do anything. Their river has been dried up for two weeks and no one decided to go figure out what the issue is. Well, I like what the mayor said. What did he say? Do you guys know? He said that uh, nobody ventures out there. No one goes there. up the river. No one goes up the river. It's too dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> like there's something dangerous about it. It's like, ooh, that sounds scary. We should go. <laughs> He made it sound like people go up and never return. Yeah, I know. Right? Like, what happens? <laughs> I was get... expecting the... something far darker. I know. I was like, is everybody getting eaten by the Snorlax or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wakes up, eats them, and goes back to sleep. <laughs> so they Bones go up the river. All. They go up the river, 
Uh, it leads them to a bunch of thorns, a very, very thick thicket of thorns. And uh, they have the Pokemon cut down the vines. This is, this is my favorite when Bulbasaur uses Razor Leaf, because it's just a still image of Bulbasaur with leaves spinning <laughs> around him. He doesn't yeah, do anything. I, I, he just I, I, I mean, it's paradise. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot less, like, uh, intense than the uh, Jolteon attack. Mm-hmm. And Slidek well, does think, his thing, I of course. I think they spent both episodes' budget on that, like, ad for the three, uh, for the three <laughs> evolutions. Oh, yeah, maybe. Well, I thought it was pretty ridiculous that they were trying to crawl through the uh, thorns when they could have gotten their Pokemon to help because they get their Pokemon to, like, do everything for them, but mm-hmm. they instead just tried to crawl through there and then, oh, we should use our Pokemon to help. Maybe have, you know, Charmander burn them down. And start a, a forest fire and destroy the thought. whole city. <laughs> well, you got Squirtle there to put it out. And oh, yeah. Starmie and Staryu and Horsey. You got all kinds of shit. Oh, now I'm fine. realizing that in, in real, like, that in Canada, if we had Pokemon, there would be, like, Charmander bands or, like, fire <laughs> fire Pokemon bands. Oh, yeah. Like, fire fire severity rating is way too high these days. Your uh, fire Pokemon are illegal. And then people would protest. These are my freedoms. This is my fire <laughs> Pokemon. I can do what I want. <laughs> You're burning down the town. You're taking away my rights. Yeah, it'd be crazy. They find on the other side of the thorns. There is a large Snorlax sleeping in the middle of the river. So good. Snorlax is this big fat thing that sleeps all the time. He's kind of like it. a bear. He's I know you said bear. I'm not supposed to compare them to <laughs> animals, but he's kind of like a bear, right? <laughs> yeah, well, kind of. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think they just took they took hibernation to like extreme proportions, well, yeah. right? It's it's definitely something to an extreme proportion. He's known as the sleepy Pokemon. He wakes only to eat. He's over a thousand pounds. A thousand mm-hmm. pounds. Heaviest species of Pokemon. He probably isn't anymore, right? Eh? No, um, it wasn't Gen 1. But yeah, some of those like legendary Pokemon are like big as a mountain, aren't they? I'm waiting for Kellen to answer because I, I that I would ask the same question. <laughs> I think they're big, but I don't know. So yeah, Snorlax was the heaviest Pokemon in Generation 1. At uh, 1,014 pounds. These days, it's uh, Celesteela and Cosmoem and Primal Groudon. All tied at 2,204. That's heavy. He's still, Snorlax is still the 20, 29th heaviest Pokemon in existence. He's, he's, he's still the heaviest to me. Still the heaviest in our hearts. Yeah. So they realize what's going on here. The Snorlax is blocking the stream. What are they going to do? Let's try to wake him up. <laughs> First they try shaking him. Then they try using a megaphone. Then they try to move it. None of this is working. Can they capture it? The Pokeball just bounces off its chubby belly. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's not how I remember it. I remember he went into the Pokeball and then just kept popping out. <laughs> yeah, when game. you fought him, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> and then Team Rocket are there, and I, I don't even know what they were doing with this. They had like a camera, and they were doing some nature documentary thing. I don't. Yeah, they were trying know. to be inconspicuous by being reporters. <laughs> <laughs> we're not Team Rocket. We're reporters. We're on they the case. Even, they weren't even in like outfits or anything, though. They were just in their regular clothes. And Ash is like, "What are you? What are you doing? <laughs> this is stupid. We're trying to wake up the Snorlax." And they, they do their thing, their motto. And yeah, it's just like, your routine's so boring, it's going to put Snorlax into a deeper sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but then James communicates to Meowth in the blue, and they're like, R- R1 to R0, R1 to R0. And Meowth's like, R0 to R1, plan uh, fucking ultra deluxe balloon bang bang as I go. 
<laughs> is that actually what they called it? Yeah, I think so. Ultra Deluxe <laughs> Balloon Bang Bang. Wow. So the plan name. was. Well, again, it was it was an uh, impressive, uh, elaborate idea that didn't work, but it could. They have you really could, cool. Gadgets. You can imagine it would work for something. <laughs> yeah. So their plan this time is the Ultra Deluxe Balloon Bang Bang shoots a bunch of these mechanical cable arms out of the balloon, and they're gonna they're gonna try to pick up Snorlax, take Snorlax with them, and the gang is, is like. Hmm, maybe this isn't a bad idea. So the gang right. helps Team Rocket hook Snorlax up to the machine. Yeah, this is awesome. The gang and Team Rocket actually have a, co- a common motive this time. Although I guess Team Rocket wants to actually steal the Snorlax because it's rare. Yeah, but getting it out of the river helps with, you know, the people. So, yeah, it takes some. You win some, you lose some, you know? Yeah. So they get the Snorlax all hooked up and they're trying to lift it into the air with the balloon, but the cable snap. Can't lift Snorlax. Meowth goes flying off all on his own. And Ash Should've hits known him. Team Rocket would mess this up. Yeah, got him. So they go back to trying <laughs> to wake it up with uh, an alarm well, clock. I, I like this line here, though, because like after after Ash says that, they, they kind of, Team Rocket's complaining about that. And James goes, nothing makes me angrier than being told the truth. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They, got, they got a few people. funny lines here, yeah. Oh yeah, T- Team Rocket's the comic relief. And so they go back to trying to wake it up. They uh, they try the alarm clock. They try a water bucket. Nothing works. But then Jesse remembers the story of Sleeping Beauty being woken by a kiss from a noble prince. And Ash thinks that's going to work. That's a great idea. Jesse did my job with the literary comparison. Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> so they have to figure out which of their Pokemon is the most noble. Oh, wow. Because only the most, most noble Pokemon will be able to wake up Snorlax. They settle on Horsey, but then uh, Psyduck jumps out, kisses Snorlax on the mouth. <laughs> yes. Classic Snorlax. This is good. This is a uh, this is a really Looney Tunes kind of kiss, too, you oh, know, yeah. where they would like pucker up and mm-hmm. Bugs Bunny would kiss Elmer Fudd. <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> what we see Psyduck doing here. And then Misty hits him. This is where, where Psyduck blushes. Yeah. Team Rocket has now dressed Meowth up in a prince outfit, a noble prince outfit. It was impressive. They try to force him to kiss Snorlax, and this almost works. It like it almost wakes Snorlax up. It looks like he gives it a nightmare. (laughs) It it does, and that's definitely uh, Ash's interpretation. (laughs) He's like, I'd look for a new mouth. Would you do if Meowth kissed you? I'd look for a new mouth. But like, I was wondering why it would actually be that bad. What's wrong with Meowth? Is he that despicable? Yeah, he's just, you know, ugly personality makes an ugly person, you know? I think that they uh, stereotype them a lot. Uh, but it, it's a, this is a weird discussion of stereotypes because, like, I mean, Meowth should be in jail. But then <laughs> he, he should also have good options for rehabilitation after. I think there's a good person down in Meowth, but he's done a lot of bad things he needs to answer for, too. I don't think there's a good person down in Meowth. We've, we've seen before that Meowth is like the truly evil one. Jesse and James just kind of do it because they, they need something to do. Pikachu is the truly evil one. Constantly trying fair. to murder people and steal things. <laughs> Pikachu? Those dead eyes. <laughs> yeah, we got a running theory that Pikachu actually has done some nefarious things he he's often the one who uh last knows where team rocket's at and leaves them in a situation where they could easily be murdered <laughs> pikachu's a cold-blooded killer wow. classic pikachu 
So Snorlax shifts a little bit. They find this little tag under Snorlax, like a hotel do not disturb sign. Yeah. It, says, it says do not disturb. And on the back it says a poke flute will wake it up. And they think oh. back to the old hippie at the beginning of the episode. He had a poke flute. Damn, so they're all scattering back to Tommy Chong. He really holds the keys to this mystery. What's the rush, dudes? <laughs> we got time, man. <laughs> I'm surprised he went. He didn't even get a sandwich. Like, Yeah, no shit. <laughs> well, he's not going to go hungry. He's going to wait for someone to bring him a sandwich. What are you saying about hippies, Kellen? Well, that's just what this guy is doing. As, that's his, that was his whole motive. Sit on the rock, wait for people to give him food. We learned this it's at good. the start of the episode. Good motive. So the gang and Team Rocket are going to fight over the, the hippie man. We're going to fight over Tommy Chong in the fastest battle we've had yet. Pidgeotto sends a oh, gust yeah. attack at Arbok and sends Team Rocket flying off. That's the whole fucking thing. That was quick and easy. I was like, good, because I didn't want to watch them <laughs> argue and have a fake battle again for a long time. <laughs> You're like, shit, we only got two minutes left in the episode. We got to yeah. we gotta, gotta, we gotta keep going. Tornado attack. Uh, yeah, maybe the uh, Pidgeotto just bl- blows them all away. Okay. Yeah, Beautiful. Uh, go. On. Nice. <laughs> and then we go right back to the Snorlax. We're, Let's we're go look at the Snorlax. Along. Yeah. Chopping yeah, along. Teleporting. So the old man owns this Snorlax, we learn. He just wakes it up once a month to eat, and then it falls asleep somewhere. He's been uh, a little a little lazy on so, so clearly the old man doesn't have any awareness about the problem the Snorlax is creating. Absolutely not. And, and also <laughs> no. how that's contributed to the fact that he is hungry and nobody can give him a sandwich. Yeah, he, he really caused his own, his own uh, fate here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little too go with the flow. <laughs> too chill your life will go downhill <laughs> he plays the the polka flute to wake up snorlax which is what happens in the game yes that's what i've been waiting for people i also like how snorlax does like calisthenics when he wakes up he's like stretching and <laughs> he stuff does his he's yeah. lumbering <laughs> <laughs> he gets up and he walks away but the it- river still ain't gonna flow because there's more the thorns. thorns in the way but then immediately we see Snorlax starting to eat the thorns. Apparently, thorns are Snorlax's favorite snack. It has to eat oh, nine hundred pounds of food before it goes back. Here's where we get to the adult joke I mentioned in the last one. I thought there was an adult joke in this one. The Tommy Chunk says he's got a case of the munchies. He's got a real case of the munchies, man. That that can only refer to marijuana oh, induced absolutely. appetite, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I thought that this guy's <laughs> stereotype was just so obvious that. They didn't even need to do anything like that. <laughs> I was like, oh. They call him a hippie. They straight up call him a hippie. Yeah. So they do call him a hippie, yeah. Snorlax eats all of the thorns. The water flows back into the town, hopefully saving the crops and allowing the town to eat once again. The day has been saved by the man who caused the problem. Wow. Yeah. What a, that, that's a good kind of uh, grift, eh? Roll into town, cause a problem, fix it. Yeah. <laughs> That that's how you make everybody like <laughs> dependent on you and subservient to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Team Rocket comes across the old man again and Snorlax. It's asleep again. They still want to try to catch it, but he's gonna go wake up another Snorlax. He's got like this little alarm thing. It's like Snorlax number seven, oh, yeah. go wake up. So it's implied that this man has at least seven uh, seven Snorlax, which is so kind of crazy. So, so it turns you out he's all actually... the Snorlax are holding towns hostage. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like this guy is literally holding this town hostage. Probably has a deal with the mayor. That's probably Ooh. how they're sub- subjugating this in- this entire population. Oh shit! So you you stupid kids, you didn't you didn't just solve this issue. You actually allowed 
this uh, mysterious sort of situation to perpetrate. And clearly the mayor already knew what was up there and the reason why everything was happening. Because he was acting Oh, yeah, sh- that's why he said don't go. Yeah, yeah he's acting ooh. all shady. Like, ooh. Oh, my God, you're right. So this you're is basically right. a corrupt kingdom right here. He's acting all nice. Wow, and when we dig into it even closer, the mayor and the hippie were actually roommates in college. Oh, my God. Oh, they were roommates. They're like, we got this down, bro. <laughs> I got this pokey flute. There's freaking... You got a town? Snorlaxes <laughs> around here. We can run this. Hell yeah, we'll be I got a poker flute. You got a town reliant on a river. Let's fucking go. Yep. Let's go. So then Snorlax rolls over onto Team Rocket. They're dead. And that's the episode. <laughs> yeah, see, they die constantly. Yeah, I know, right? I also want to uh, retcon something I said earlier. Uh, I misread. I'm very, very sorry. I said that uh, Celestila, Cosmoem, and Primal Groudon were all 2,204.4 pounds. That is false. Only Celestila and Cosmoem are 224, 2,204.4 pounds. Oh my god. <laughs> only, Celestila, <laughs> only Celestila and Cosmoem are 2,204.4 pounds. Primal Groudon is 2,204.4. Point zero pounds. So there's a point four pound difference. I apologize, uh, and and that's point three repeating, of course, right? <laughs> there's only of one course. decimal point uh, on this list, unfortunately. At least I got my chicken. <laughs> All right, hit us with the literary hour. Man, I had troubles with this one. Sleeping Beauty, I really it's a little did. bit I was tough. Stra- yeah, Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, it's also Snow White. You know, it's the age old tale of of uh, a man of, kisses of, an unconscious prince. woman. Yeah, that whole song and dance. <laughs> um, it, you know, and it does have a fairy tale sort of feel to it. This episode, bit, yeah. I think there's something about the thorns. There's something about the sleepy village, and then and then also kind of unraveling the mystery of the Snorlax. And, you know, sleeping and and waking up have a lot of themes to do in fairy tales too. I, right. I think that sleep and then all and really the act of waking up is connected a lot to how magic is portrayed in a lot of fairy tales that we kind of see magic coming alive much like a slumbering snorlax and waking up i know uh classics like lord of the rings are kind of like this where where the mystery and the magic of middle earth is sort of underground sort of uh, sleepy and and we're uncovering it and we're kind of waking up together on it and i see that kind of themes in this episode but for a particular piece of reference, yeah, it's Snow White. I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> but unfortunately, it doesn't like dwarves. even work, though. You can't even wake him up with a kiss. Okay, here's a better reference. Uh, Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Let's just name stoner movies. <laughs> like, I got a question. So I noticed when Snorlax woke up, he didn't open his eyes. Does he ever open his eyes? There are a few instances of Snorlax opening its eyes. There's Maybe if he a... like gets really shocked, does he have pupils? Yeah, it's it's weird because they, they are just like, they're just big white circles with the, the little black pupil. Really, uh... um, it's really only seen in I think in like uh, hurt animations in some 3D games like Stadium, like Pokemon or Stadium. Yeah, I thought if you see Snorlax's eyes, does that mean like he's like? It's business time. He's like coming after us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's probably so mad. You're probably so stupid. Yeah, I'm just wondering <laughs> right. what context he would actually open his eyes at that point. 
be like, like if he's actually threatened maybe because like we don't see the snorlax in any sort of battle capacity here yeah mm-hmm. here we go in the pokemon stadium series and later 3d games snorlax open their eyes when they faint what yeah oh only when they die yeah that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> spends their life asleep and only wakes up to eat and then when they faint then they open their eyes finally. Mm-hmm. It's just so only when we're just dead. so backwards, right? <laughs> our, our that's what I was saying. Revealed. His real life is when he's sleeping and when he wakes up to eat. That's like him doing his dream. Do you think he's got like a family in his dreams? He's got like a wife and kids. Well, okay, and when he wakes that, up, that makes like me want to ask another question. Uh, maybe this is a little too far out there, but do Pokemon reproduce? Yeah. Yeah. So do they, do they mate? They, they introduced reproduction as a mechanic in Gold and Silver, right? Did they? Yeah. They always uh, are very coy about it. They're always uh-huh. like, we don't know how this egg got here. No one's ever seen a Pokemon lay an egg before. But breeding is a whole. I guess just because I only care about Snorlax. Do they mate with each other? Like, do they have sexes? Or are they just like sleep and then poop an egg and then walk off or something? <laughs> how, how, does the, it, how does it go? Snorlaxes are... are can be gendered. You can get right. Uh, yeah, eighty-seven point five percent of Snorlax are male. Twelve point five percent of Snorlax are female. Would you be oh, able to tell the difference? Could you species. tell the difference or no? Um, I don't think there's a gender difference well, for Snorlax. Are, so they, mono- have are they monogamous or are they polygamous? <laughs> um, I think every Pokemon is is polygamous to a an extent because they can. You, they can breed with multiple different Pokemon. This is the weirder part. Y- yeah, breeding doesn't have to happen same species either, Ryan. What? So, like, a Snorlax will have a mating pool of Pokemon that it's eligible for, right? It's all about egg groups, yeah. Will they create... Like, what, what kind of offspring would it create? The female passes down the species. So, whatever the female Pokemon oh. is. Or so any female... Pokemon, any Pokemon that can breed can breed with a Ditto as well. And or, we'll pass or, down whatever another non-ditto species is. What? So you're telling me that a Charizard can mate with a female Snorlax, and you're going to get a Snorlax. Yep. That's how it works. Yep. Huh. Whoa. Now, because what is the smallest Pokemon that could mate with the Snorlax? Like a Rattata? Because that's just disturbing. Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle are all in the monster egg group with Oh my god. Snorlax. So they just they just climb up oh. there and go to go to town. <laughs> As are the needle rans, yeah. Wow. And Cubone. Lickitung, that's a fun one. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh man. Lickitung with anyone. I don't know, man. <laughs> Lick, Lickitung is That's wild. Wow. That's yeah, a fetish that's website that's waiting to be opened. <laughs> All right, let's know. rate. Yeah, four poor time. Let's wrap this thing up. And first one will be the humor of the episode. Okay, pretty pretty good. I mean, we pointed out some good Team Rocket bits like usual and the whole like Meowth dressed up as a prince and smooching thing. Psyduck blushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not bad, yeah, not bad. I it was Tommy like Chong. Reasonably funny. <laughs> I, I reasonably seven. funny. I find Psyduck. <laughs> Pretty hilarious, actually. Psyduck's amazing. Psyduck is pretty hilarious. Yeah, I think it's funnier too how no one in the show is aware that he's funny. Like they all <laughs> yeah. seem to just think he's annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying seven. Yeah, I was gonna say seven point five. I think. Oh. I was thinking a six. I was thinking a six. Okay. Holy, we're making this hard for you, Kel. Oh goodness, <laughs> I, I was gonna say, are we? Are we? Do we do decimal points? We haven't done a single decimal point yet. 
We get decimals in the ratings, but we've never rated as a decimal. <gasps> well, as long as it's do I round? Do I round? I don't know. No, I keep it. Ah, seven point five. <laughs> and what did you say, Graham? S- uh, six. Six. Oh God, that's too many numbers for me to what is for it? me to math in my head. <laughs> well, you could cut it off at three uh, decimal. No, but I have points. to pull out the calculator. Well, yeah. Point plus six. I thought you were using a calculator. Divided by three. Six point eight three repeating. Of course. Of, of course. Of course. And category number two will be anime sweat drops. Oh, this is me. Okay, so this is the use of those sweat drop animations, mm. usually for the purpose of humor or or to, uh, you know, showcase some kind of emotion. Okay, so there are some sweat drops in the scene where Meowth is dressed up as a prince. Mm-hmm. When they pick him up, he's sweat dropping. And uh, uh, and also the, the gang is... Um, like our our main gang has the swept drop animation when Team Rocket proposes it. Also, um, so that was a pretty good use of the trope. Is there another? Just looking through my notes, I think that's the main one. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a pretty good usage of it. It's not super uh, prolific during this episode. How do we like that part? Anime sweat drops for exasperation for the kissing scene. I remember there being a lot. In one of these episodes, it must have been the Eevee one, though. I remember there being a lot in the Eevee episode. Mm, yeah. I'm going to say six. Yeah, I was going to say four. Yeah, so let me get this anime sweat drops. Is that for, like, <laughs> depicting, like, embarrassment or stress yeah. or something like that? Yeah, yeah. No. You know how, like, when they're, like, yeah. embarrassed or, right, or yeah. shocked at something, they'll have, like, a, yeah. a, a big uh, so, sweat kind of... Did the Snorlax have a sweat drop when he was kissed by Meowth? Because he definitely was no, affected. the the other Pokemon did, yeah. <laughs> right. But not, but not one. Snorlax. He was still... Keeping us like while he yeah he shuffled a little he, he was, was like, like uh, a he stirred bit, a little but he was still uh, it didn't he was he wasn't possibly too aroused he was possibly oh. having like a like a wet dream sort of situation <laughs> oh my god it's not no. fan art that I want not fan Snorlax art wet dreams <laughs> oh man Snorlax wet dreams would be legendary they're asleep most of their life they're just like okay the town the river would be flowing again if you know what <laughs> no. I mean. <laughs> I don't think you can water crops with that. Well, I don't want to do that research. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay, well, I got to give it a rating. Yeah, okay, so since Snorlax didn't have the sweat drop, I'm going to give it a three. Ooh. Three, four, and six. That's uh, 13 again, which is 4.3 repeating. Of course. Oh, he said it. No, I was, I was earlier. like, who's going to say it? Who's going to say it? Plus 6.83 divided by 2. This episode gets a 5.58, not repeating. Mm, maybe but, one of our most confusing But it's just based, <laughs> on, based on those parameters, and then what we're saying, that that's the rating it gets is just like yep. in general? Ouch. It's objective a... because it's randomly sampled. Oh, <laughs> you can't I, argue hit, with I hit it low then. Wake Up Snorlax is objectively a 5.58 out of 10. Objectively. Better than than a good chunk of episodes we've done. Oh, yeah, not a bad rating. Typically, episodes that are are people's favorites, absolute banger classics, are ranked really poorly by the (laughs) 4-4. 
<laughs> yeah, Pikachu's goodbye got what four point seven five. Yeah, fuck that episode. It sucks. <laughs> it isn't super heartwarming and emotional at all. <laughs> I feel like I didn't. I didn't get enough of my Snorlax uh, dosage from this episode. I want to see one battle and open his eyes, man. I'm like, it's this was like a teaser for me. It was like the Snorlax is like on another level, and these mere mortals aren't worth his time you know what i'm saying i i want to see the snorlax like be awoken from his dogmatic slumber and start to just go on a rampage you know what i'm saying yeah like actually like take down the village like a, yeah like an elephant in india who's looking for beer <laughs> it's like he's a guy he lives a life he gets to be lazy because he's top dog he doesn't need to do a whole lot and then at some point he's got to stand up and say all right Y'all been messing around too much. I got to show you who's boss and then I can go sleep again. You know what I'm saying? Like that thug life Snorlax compilation <laughs> that I'm looking for, man. I believe in the Orange Islands season, uh, Snorlax does become more of a character. Nah. Ash. But, oh, there you go. But then probably he's going to so. get his butt kicked, too. He's probably going to end up being like one of those uh, characters that gets their butt kicked to hype up the new guy or something. From what I remember, Snorlax in the Orange Islands is actually fucking awesome. Oh. Maybe so, we'll, oh, well, maybe we'll uh, we'll get there. We'll check out when those episodes are and get you back on for those, Ryan. Hell if you had yeah. fun today. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, that's it for today. Yeah, let's wrap this show up, Ryan. Great to have you. I think we had some really fun conversations here. Definitely got to dig deep into some of the you know more uh, conceptually interesting parts of the show, which was definitely a delight. So this is Two Kill a Deli Bird. If you're listening to us, you know that you can find us wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. We're also on YouTube on the Skittle Wickers YouTube channel. Subject to change. Please uh, rank, review, thumbs up, like, subscribe, all of that. So media crap that we gotta say uh intro and outro music is 80 synthwave by alexi action we've been tcat you've been the audience hope you enjoyed you want to know what you're doing next week though oh yeah i guess so we gotta know we gotta <laughs> find out what's next week kellen next week two more filler episodes oh my god who could have seen that I'm one coming so full from all this filler mm-hmm. it's episode 44 showdown at dark city in episode 45, The March of the Executor Squad. Oh, that sounds intense. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of interesting new Pokemon to look at next week. Heck yeah. It's gonna be fun. All right, please join us then. We're excited. You're excited. Everyone's excited. See ya. You better be excited. Be excited.